0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh! But I, no, no, but, but in one of those, they like had like a bit in there, like like a cold open or something about of them sinking, or maybe it was somebody completely different. But they did like a a clap, I think, which seems That's, weird that to me. Sounds terrible, I know. But they were like ready, and they clapped. But I was like, wouldn't that be hard because there would be a delay? Like I don't know, like, the video. I don't know. All
1: right, let's just do it our way. One,
0: two, three, four.
1: One, two, three, four. I forgot it went to four. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Adventure
0: Adventure Guys, we're back. We're getting back in the groove after a couple weeks off. Episode two in in normal order. Here we go.
1: (laughs) I'm Eric the Human.
0: And I am Nick the Human. This is Adventure Guys, a podcast for humans and dogs. Yep, about adventure time. Yep. I feel
1: like maybe that doesn't translate immediately. It seems obvious to us, but when you search for... Podcast on adventure time i don't think we're in in one search result
0: no and if i were to tell somebody i have a podcast called adventure guys they would probably be like what adventures are you going on are you climbing <laughs> are you climbing mountains are you <laughs> hey shout something? out to
1: poke poke uh i'm pretty sure they believe that we are a gym <laughs> and not a not a television podcast <laughs> yeah i
0: don't i don't know if they um <clears throat> there's some sort of confusion about that but uh it's okay. I'm still going there weekly. Um, I just actually made, when I was in Florida for Thanksgiving, I made, uh, poke inspired by them. Like, I, I, uh, it was great. Oh, God, poke, poke. Um, what's up, dude? How are you? How was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, you know, pretty low key. Uh, it was just my mom, my dad, and myself. Mm. And, you know, my mom cooked and she's really good at that, but, uh, there wasn't really an easy way to adjust portion size just down to three people. So sure. I've been enjoying leftovers for the past three days. It's been awesome. <laughs> oh,
0: a staple of American culture. The <laughs> Thanksgiving leftover. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. We had some of that. I had a great uh, Trader Joe's tofurkey in there. Uh, they make my <laughs> favorite like non-meat meat guy. Um, but it's good to be back in Austin, Texas. It's good to watch. You know, I hadn't watched Adventure Time in a while. We've been, binging steven universe in my household right now just finished the second season so oh, yeah so when I, I put this back on today i had to like recalibrate like my world view because i was just <laughs> so in steven universe and there end of season two there was so much lore so i was like oh i gotta get back into here and it's co- you're, this episode that we're going to talk about today mired in lore like oh, it's
1: drenched yeah. it was really confusing i've been watching a lot of other cartoons too um So I guess since we last talked, I I went through the whole OKKO series Mm -hmm. and then I watched Mao Mao Heroes of Pure Heart, a newer show on Cartoon Network. Cool. Um, They have season one up on HBO Max. It was pretty good. And then I just watched for the first time Hilda on Netflix. I haven't seen that. Uh, They are. It came out like two years ago. Uh, there's one season up, and season two is coming out in a couple weeks. Okay, well... Uh, and, man, it is awesome.
0: All right, okay, so of the three, that would be your recommendation to well, start? Well,
1: okay, OK KO is an awesome show. Yeah. I really like that one. Um It's just very different. Hilda is some of the most, like, beautiful animation I've seen. Cool. Like, the art style is... Is actually somewhat similar to OKKO OK in that you, on both those shows, you see like pencil outlines. Um, it's it's sort of inked in a different way where it's like it definitely feels drawn, mm-hmm. and yet on Hilda the animation is so fluid. It's like really beautiful, and the color schemes, uh, like the palettes are are sort of different from other cartoons. Um, and it's you know it's a fun story. It, they're twenty-two minute episodes, and they they go in some different places and they have a little bit more time to like breathe and uh, explore directions that are less formulaic.
0: That's great. I love that. I mean, that's what I'm looking for in any art. We've talked about this. You got to do something new with it. You got to get your new twist on it. Uh, When we were in Florida, it was me and my brother, Sean, we were explaining to our parents that we've like been getting back into cartoons. Eric, you're a big part of that. This podcast (laughs) is, and we were explaining it to them. And as we were kind of trying to explain to it and use, like, you know, references that they would understand, it, it really did make me feel like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Adventure Time and Steven Universe are contributing something new and they're pushing the medium forward. And uh, it was cool. like Just like, it's funny. Sometimes when you have to explain something to somebody else, it makes you really take stock of it. Um, and it, yeah. it it only, like, reinforced why I like these shows and why Adventure Time really is so special. Um and kind of unprecedented in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, it uh I definitely am like so focused on animation and cartoons and stuff right now. I haven't watched a live action show in weeks, it seems. Ha-
0: have you watched Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun? No. You should really, really watch that. Okay. Can you hear my roommate screaming in the background? Yeah. He is playing <laughs> call of duty or something i don't know what he's doing but uh i gotta tell you i know you play video games he, w- hearing him play it doesn't sound fun it's just like tons of yelling and fuck fuck this game this is bullshit and he's playing lots of teenagers and i don't know that sounds frustrating and not fun to me <laughs>
1: Yeah, I never got into any of the first person shooter stuff. You know what game I'm playing right now? What uh, is Paper Mario for N64? Okay, that's a whole
0: different kind of a thing. I understand <laughs> yeah. that a bit more than I understand this. I'm always like, "Hey, man, are you having fun doing that? Like, you've been playing for three hours and you've just been screaming." He's like, "It's tough, but it's uh, it's rewarding." <laughs> um. Oh, Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. Great sketch show. It's like Tim and Eric meets What Hot American Summer. Um, Stella, aka my shit, and then uh, yeah, that's
1: definitely your shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, I've I've always felt like a little bit of like a degree of separation from that style. Like I I, I can't quite appreciate it yeah. the way you do. I don't think <laughs> Th- this this one's not as
0: like it's a little more down to earth. Um, it's a little more maybe more Lonely Island in there. Um, and then also the but the most amazing show I've been watching. Have you seen a How to with John Wilson? Have you heard of this show? No. It's so incredible. It's um, produced by Nathan Fielder, who did Nathan for You, which is one of the best shows maybe of the last decade.
1: I hear that's good, but I haven't watched it.
0: it. It is so incredible and genius and unique. You have to watch that show. Um, I think there's
1: there's something of a crossover between Nathan for you fandom and Jeff Rosenstock fandom. Oh, I don't really? Understand it, <laughs> but I but I see that show pop up a lot in the Jeff Rosenstock shitposting group. <laughs> wow,
0: that would that would make sense. I'm not in the group, so I can't attest to the references, but I like both those things. Um, so you might too <laughs> Na- watch Nathan for you, but but John Wilson might even hit you harder. So what it is is it's it's a guy, and he come and it's basically just made up of. Um it's a guy narrating um a show like just like talking and everything you see on screen is things that he has filmed mostly in New York city. So he's telling you a story and telling you about what he's doing and you're seeing it from his point of view. And he is able to edit in clips of things that he's seen to illustrate his point in like a more dramatic fashion. Um, And it's really crazy. I I can't even explain it in a better way. It's oddly moving and um, unique and emotional. He has a whole episode on the history of scaffolding and it made me miss New York more than anything else has
1: scaffolding scaffolding yes i i I hear that okay this is my take on scaffolding yeah okay (laughs) uh from what i understand is it is cheaper to put up scaffolding on sidewalks than it is to maintain and repair the outside of buildings well this is so they just like line sidewalks with that so that people don't get hit with the falling debris
0: yeah so they they, john wilson gets into this um (laughs) and yeah someone in new york city like a piece of debris fell and killed somebody in the 70s so they sued and then there was some sort of new law that was created that in like you have to do some sort of mandatory checks on the outside of your buildings every five years or so to like make sure that that won't happen again so there's just there's the scaffolding up everywhere and yeah people don't seem to not keep scaffolding up permanently and he said it's a, yeah. because of that law it's turned into like a multi-billion dollar industry um, it's it's yeah you got to watch this show dude I'm, I'm telling you it's really cool
1: Um uh, it's good I, I have a bit of background knowledge in the subject so yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna
0: enjoy it um, it's fun um, I, I, I say we it's time it's time for adventure time I think it's time we need to discuss
1: okay episode discussion
0: Yeah, it's funny, Eric, uh, that I was thinking about that the other day, that it's like built into the podcast is like prior to having this podcast, I might just call you every like couple weeks or something and we would just bullshit. And now that now instead of that phone call, like that, like hour and a half, two hour conversation is just cut up into little pieces and put into the podcast around Adventure (laughs) Time shit. Yeah. That's what this is. Um But this is a good Adventure Time episode. So it's season nine, episode three. What was the title
1: again? Bespoken for?
0: Yes, Bespoken for. It's in the middle of this, uh, the Elements miniseries that starts season nine, right? Yeah. It's, or, season, uh, or episode two, season nine.
1: I thought I was going to be like super confused yeah. by jumping into the middle of uh, an eight parter but i was only just like a little bit confused cuz it was mostly an ice king episode
0: yeah ice king episode and i was dude same i like i was watching i was like hey this will actually be a good discussion on the podcast cuz like it works as a standalone episode um i think and it also for being a part of an eight parter it feels complete like you know what i mean like it has the beginning it, it ice king goes on a journey and then it ends pretty nicely like um, it was cool, and I, I had like a lot of respect for that. I didn't expect it.
1: I gotta say, the whole arc with Betty, yeah, the times that I've watched through the show, mm-hmm. it seems to be like a pretty complicated storyline, and yeah. I'm like, oh, that connects like that, that connects like that. But outside of like those consecutive watchthroughs, I could never recall exactly what happens with her i could definitely not explain her storyline i always seem to forget and get confused well i
0: i yeah i think the whole like intertwining with the magic man stuff like magic man and betty like that really throws me for a loop because then like you're watching this episode and there's like lots of magic manny things happening because she's like assumed his role kind of at this point right so it's kind of like wait what
1: yeah where those two arcs intersect uh I I cannot for the life of me remember the details about how that went down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Betty and Magic Man and some of the stuff that goes on on Mars. I, <laughs> yeah. It it when I watch through the show in order, it makes a lot of sense and it's really cool. I know I remember that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but I cannot remember any of the actual plot elements. Well, so I was I was a little bit confused with with, with her that. Whole thing. Well, but. what
0: what was lucky about it was is that that's kind of all just kind of window dressing for the episode. None of it's integral to what's going on. Like, yeah. what really yeah. matters is um, Simon and Betty and like an Ice King and all that. And so you know the episode starts and it's it's great too because like immediately Finn and Jake are kind of uh, recapping where we're at and they're looking down at Oo and it's split into four distinct sections of the four elements, right? which is, what is it again? Candy, uh, slime. Uh, what are the other two? Fire and ice. Fire and ice. Oh, duh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, two, the two real elements that are in
1: <laughs> and- I I love so much that the four elements are those, that they include candy and slime. Yeah. Like, it's not earth and wind. It's candy and slime. Yeah, that's
0: great. <laughs> and um, but they but they they're down there, and then they're trying to figure out what happened. and Ice King, who they saw at the end of the previous episode, is like, I'll tell you all about it. And basically, what this episode comes to is, it's a very simple explanation. Like the Ice King barely knows any sort of information about what happened. All he knows really is that patience used those four, like the the people who represent the four elements in the show. Um and channeled them somehow and created this right that that's that, that's all the ice king really needs to say but instead what we get is this like weird story from him of rambling where he doesn't understand really even the story he's telling like and it's like it's classic ice king shit
1: Right. Yeah. So even he doesn't remember who Betty is. <laughs> no, I have lots. I have some
0: questions uh about that. Um but before before they started it is you get some good like funny Ice King gags where he says come over he, they're on a cloud overlooking all this. Like that's the only place that's safe in the land of U right now. So he goes, "Come to my living room." And he kicks over a pizza box and a sock, which is funny. <laughs> and then he's got the sky hooks, which is which is great. And I do remember in episode 1 he has like th- so much skyhook stuff, like it's like a really funny bit, and they kind of wrap that up in the beginning of episode two. Do you remember the skyhooks
1: of of this season?
0: Isn't that when the skyhooks? Isn't isn't that in episode two of? Uh, I watched this not so long ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. I don't
1: remember. I don't remember the significance of the skyhooks exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a. Bu-
0: <laughs> it's like a bunch of like um wire hangers. That he has like connected together by bending them, and he like acts like it's this like secret power that he has. He calls them his skyhooks, and he like picks things off the ground with them, which is funny because Ice King has so many powers. Anyway, whatever. Let's not get hung (laughs) up on that. And he starts to tell the story, and it's clear that patience is up to no good. He he he's giving us fragments of dialogue. Um, and patience. You know, I have a question about patience because he kind of is into patience. They, he wants them to be together, and then he kind of settles into them just being platonic roommates. Is that is that kind of where the relationship is at this point? Eric? Yeah,
1: yeah I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm yeah. it, context is out the window on this episode for me.
0: <laughs> I know, and and the ice and ice king really makes context hard. Because <laughs> yeah. his all his reasoning and everything that he's about is really confusing. Um, but, I, you know, what I, I will say about Patience is that she's pretty cool, man. I know that she's a villain, but just like um, she's voiced by Lauren Lapkus,
1: who is... Yeah, it, who is it's impossible for her not to be cool. Yeah, I, not to be I've cool. I've enjoyed every single thing she's ever done.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's cool and likable and like she's badass. And I'm like, oh man, I'm into Patience, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but but i'm like oh, no, no 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 come on she's she's a villain so uh but she's out of there and then betty comes and she again by making this an enjoyable standalone she gives us out of nowhere um a little bit of wrap up she's like i have tried everything i've tried all these things and you can't remember who i am or who you are so i'm gonna be more direct and ice king and he asks her out on a date um and ice king gets excited ice king he
1: can't he can't remember who she is and no. like, i i love the uh the like the bone that they throw to the audience by like you know we don't remember who she is probably maybe I didn't you know yeah. exactly remember her context and sh- and ice king does that things like oh so you're still working at that place <laughs> like like use uses these yeah. tactics to like try and you know sneakily find out who he's talking to when he can't remember that which it's a situation that I find myself in yeah. all the time. Oh. Like, I feel so bad like, uh, dude, when we're I'm, on tour. Yeah, tour like, must someone, be brutal. Yeah, like I, I can't remember everyone's name in every state that we play in all over the country. And sometimes people have conversations with me. I'm just like, oh my god. No, gosh, before the show started, remember- we, were,
0: we were talking about tour. And I remember like some of those nights like having really fun times with people. And I can remember their face. And I can remember having a goddamn blast. And I can't wait to see them again. But I can't tell you their names right now. So uh, I I can, you know, my little bit of experience I can identify with, but he's the next part. This is really where I want to get to where Ice King is confusing because he calls up his buddy and starts talking about how he has a date and he's excited about the date, but he doesn't know that it was Betty. And then when he asks who the lady was, he says, he's not sure she might even be some sort of exotic bird. (laughs) Like he doesn't even know if he's going on a date with a true lady or a bird. I'm like, what, what is the ice King? Is he, he's excited that he's been invited to the date. Like the concept of him being ex- invited on a date is what's really intriguing him. Right. I don't know.
1: Yeah. He it, it's, it's ridiculous. Cause you know, I mean, he's had a little bit of, bit of an arc by now over the yeah. course of nine seasons, but you know, when we first were introduced to this character, he was like creepy trying to like get dates with every princess in the kingdom, you know, and now he now s- someone asks him out on a date and he's he doesn't know what to do with it.
0: <laughs> I know that actually is pretty funny. Um, I love that. <laughs> but he's asked he's talking to his friend. Now, this how we met this friend's in the Candy Kingdom. What's this guy's deal? He's voiced by Master Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. This much, yeah,
1: life giving migus.
0: So what's his deal? I, I don't remember this guy.
1: He's remember, we did the episode on um, uh, "Thanks for the Crab Apples," Giuseppe? Yeah, yeah.
0: he's on yeah. that trip.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the wizards. Oh um, yeah, and everything that he touches, he's got like a like the Midas touch, but instead of turning things to gold, he turns things into sentience.
0: <laughs> oh right. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. So then they're buds. Okay. I got it. Um, (laughs) But then what's really funny is, is like now it's, you get a a sequence I didn't know I needed in my life, which is an Ice King gets ready for a date sequence. (laughs) And they're like talking about, you got to have a charcoal gray suit for wizards. Everyone knows that. And they start trying them on. And at one point in the middle of the story, they cut out. And I don't know, I didn't see this in the first time through, but the second time through, Finn quietly goes to Jake, What is going on? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then he goes back and goes, "Anyway, I got my suit all figured out." And like he he actually looks good because we as we've learned, underneath Ice King's huge beard and this, you know, the thing that he usually wears, like the robe, he's actually like very skinny, like almost concerningly skinny. Right. <laughs> so he fits I, into a suit. Wow. Like I was impressed with how he was looking.
1: Yeah, was this was this the reveal of his physique or was that like shown I, earlier in the show. I don't I remember. Think, I
0: think there's an episode earlier in the show where that happens. Um, <clears> there's right, there's like an episode at some point where he becomes re- like early in the show where he's like really desirable. And all the. Oh,
1: he shaves his beard.
0: Yes, that's what it is. He shaves his beard. <laughs> and then all the princesses are like, holy shit, this guy's fucking hot. And they're all <laughs> over him. And he's like a big, huge dick about it. Um, And then they yeah. find his beard. Yeah. Yeah, that one. So I think that's where it's <laughs> revealed. Um, but then he, he's ready to go. On the, he's ready to go on the date. Um, he shows up, and they and Betty trying her goddamn best to make this guy remember. Which I guess I should say, you know he's confusing and his <laughs> logic is fucked. But I feel like by this point in the series, we know that he almost has like Mara talked about it on one of our first episodes. Like, th- like the the crown causes confusion and almost has sort of like Alzheimer's effects on his brain like it's kind of yeah. sad you know
1: yeah I, f- I feel like this the scene of him and betty in the restaurant could have been like depressingly sad yeah like it could have been super heavy and like they added some more levity to it yeah. by having and, him like talk to gunther on his yeah. cell phone <laughs> and he, and here's
0: our f- our friend uh for anyone who's not who this is just a little bit of lore is that so we as we've covered there's the ice king before he was the ice king he was a normal guy named simon man of science incredibly smart good morals he had to put on the um crown to defend marceline uh he loses his way he had lost betty at some point but now betty's back through all this time machine bullshit and she's like oh my god i can be together finally with simon the love of my life but he's ice king and he's so far gone so she's trying to remember make him remember like dude wake up out of this trance like it is me the love of your life like gah and so she takes them to on a date to the restaurant they always went to when they were in school together and is like hoping that this will jog his memory because it's like really special memory obviously like for anybody it would be um this this restaurant but the 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 waiter or the owner knows their names they come there like extremely regularly and it's heartbreaking for Betty. Cause he, yeah, he does not remember it at all. Uh, and he, he sits down and he's like, I'll pay for appetizers, but if you want an entree, we're going splitsies or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. And then some more dumb ice King shit where he, he's kind of done with the date and he pretends to get a phone call and he picks up his hamburger bun and starts speaking into it. And then, and then he takes it off and eats the hamburger bun. Um, not a very well thought out alibi on that one. <laughs> Betty freaks out. They go back to her magic man house and she can, she talks to a, a, a tiny manicure, which what <laughs> the hell was that thing? I don't know what he was,
1: <laughs> but he was tiny manicure man, but he was really yeah. wise.
0: Like he, he had the best advice that he, anyone could have given Betty. He says to it her, was- he says to her, you're, it's, you're loving a man and you're asking him to be someone who no longer exists. You have also undergone a lot of changes. Maybe you need to accept Simon for who he is now and not for who you remember. To which Betty says, that's true. She says that uh, we are, I wrote this down, um, we're two shadows, two ghosts caught in limbo. To which this tiny man, of course, says, uh, don't say it like that. It's sad when you say it like that. Say it, say it a different way. <laughs> but now she's like, all right, the guy I want is gone. But he's in there somewhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna love him the way he is. And she goes up, right? Um and she's like, You still like bird watching? Remember, he thought she was a bird. He was watching Gunter. It was a stupid thing. She she creates some with her magic man powers some birds. They're running around like little kids. Patience comes back and like immediately makes. Betty disappear into her lair. And Ice King is like, where did the weird lady go? Yeah. And and he doesn't, again, doesn't even remember her name. Doesn't even, it's, uh, it sucks. But then anyway, he's just hanging out, right? And then he dis- discovers Patience doing a weird elemental chant. And like they see him. They all try to shoot him with light out of their eyes and mouth. And he flies away with Gunter to the uh the cloud
1: yeah yeah i guess like patience is like channeling the elemental magic through betty's magic man powers i don't yeah i don't know i, I don't know either
0: but, i i you know i'm I'm definitely we trying to avoid these play-by-plays but there's just this is just steeped in so much because we're in this mini series that here we are um <laughs> but i i think it's really cool you know to do these mini series it starts with an altered theme song like but by time a show's been going on this long right it's kind of like a trope in tv that you got to do some new shit to keep people interested that's you gotta you gotta gotta have fonzie on water skis jumping over a shark uh (laughs) that's where happy days went with it so it's fun that like in adventure time this is their version of keeping things interesting like if you know by season nine it's like oh yeah
1: hell yeah I did appreciate that it was Princess Bubblegum singing the theme song on this opening. I totally forgot that's what happened. It caught me by surprise. Um, and in a way, this like this elemental arc winds up being like a source of character development for Princess Bubblegum. Uh, I think this is like where she finally learns to use her powers. Yeah. Like, the real way.
0: I think you're, I think, I mean, everyone really goes through some huge care. I mean, this whole thing too, with Betty being reintroduced, like just follows right back into all the way till the end of the show. All the, the, um the different elements, like it all, like this is sort of like where you start building right towards the end of the show, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they had just basically gotten back from the side quest that Finn did to discover his origins. Yeah. And like, it, it was pretty explicitly like he is away from the land of Ooh like this is a side quest that he's on. Now we're back to the main story, and all this shit is going down, and it seems like, yeah, from the beginning of season nine through to the end of the show,' just like a straight line yeah to yeah. to the, the the culmination of the series,
0: yeah, which is super great and i I mean that's another thing that makes this show so awesome is that there is an end. It's not like happy days where it's episodic or SpongeBob. They can just go like they are driving towards something. There's an end. There are characters developing. It's why this show yeah. rules.
1: I do. I do like the way that they ended the series, though. Um, after 10 seasons, they found a way to uh, to frame it where it ties off a lot of arcs. But it also makes you realize, like, you know, this isn't necessarily about any arc or about any character in particular. Uh, it leaves it open ended enough where now that they're doing these HBO Max specials that take place, you know, in other parts of the timeline, mm-hmm. uh, it's like I think that there are a lot of shows out there where the fan base would be super angry about like someone trying to like add on to yeah. the existing uh canon, like, I mean you know, how mixed everything with star Wars was, for example, you right. like have two extra trilogies that were tacked on to the, t- the original timeline and the original Canon and people were so mad about all that. And yet with adventure time, it seems that the original series did such a good job of, of framing everything like contextually where like it's supposed to be open-ended yeah. that now we can have other stuff in the universe and, and you know, they're still maintaining the same level of quality. And same positive fan did, reception. Did you did you watch Obsidian yet?
0: No, I didn't watch it yet. I got it's awesome. I can't so great. I'm excited, but no, you, you, you're right. And you, you think about that. I mean, look, think about what you're saying. Is that in one of the things you loved about the finale is the ambiguity? Think about what people hated about other shows: the amb- ending, the ambiguity. Like you're like different things didn't matter. It's like yeah, and Lost people were still like, well, what about the goddamn polar bear?
1: Remember that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, that made me so angry. I need to know about the polar. Bear. Right. Everyone's
0: like, I need to know about these things. And in, in adventure time, that's not there. Like you're right. That was a pretty masterful stroke. And I, I wonder at, I mean, at some point that must've been sort of, uh, like a thought within the writer's minds, like, Hey, we need to like, think about where we're going and set this up in a way that'll be, um, you know, gratifying for people.
1: I think that, you know, I've said this before, the, that I think Adventure Time is the greatest cartoon of all time, uh, because I think it has a legacy that will endure. And part of that legacy, I think is the flexibility to continue creating content in that universe without marring it's, uh, you know, it's original run,
0: which is extremely hard to do.
1: So bravo to you guys. Um,
0: Hey, Eric, I have a question for you. (laughs) <laughs> did you see it? Did Hey, did you see it? Eric,
1: did you see the snail? No. Nick, did you see the snail? Yes. Really? Yes, I really saw the snail. I saw him. Well, shit. Play that congratulations, Nick Theme. I guess I know what I'm doing tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what a moment in history. I saw the snail the first time, episode 17. Mark it down in your, in your book, scorekeeper. I saw the snail and Eric did it. it God damn. Do, I, do you want to know where it was? Yeah, tell me. So, when they're trying on suits, when they're going to go into the suit shop, they do like a big wide shot for less than a second
1: oh dude you know what i noticed in that shot was there a, there was like a lot of little yes like tchotchkes and trinkets all wearing suits and i saw a little owl wearing a suit I was like oh that's funny
0: oh that's cute <laughs> yeah well i mean that was the first time through i remember being like whoa that seems like a place they put the stamp i was like it was so fast and i i thought i saw it, i didn't And the second time through i saw it then i went back like i got rewinded and i was like i did see it but it was it was really quick and he was in the like the top left portion of the screen and it was fast it was a it was a tough one uh. thanks for writing that song i, I finally got to hear it <laughs> after hearing mine like at least three times you know which i still i still happy with that one
1: yeah yeah it's uh some of my best work the congratulations Nick song <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm
0: excited <laughs> all right should we uh should we do a little miscellanea Mania.
1: There's things you may not know.
0: Zerick and will show you all the trivia. In mania. All right. So I'll tell you something I learned. Okay. So Betty is usually voiced by Lena Dunham?
1: Yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. Well, she was until this episode.
0: Ah, and that is the that's the mis- that's the that's the heart of the mania right there.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, the only thing I had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Felicia Day takes over?
1: Yeah. Um I you know, this was when did this episode air? 2017 <laughs> or something like that? I can tell you, April 24th, 2017. Was this around the time? I think this was exactly around the time that people were starting to get mad at Lena Dunham. Do you think that had anything to do with the recasting? Hmm. I'm going to look at Lena Dunham's
0: wiki. God damn, I was going to did the world turn on Lena Dunham. She had it. It was all (laughs) in the palm of her hands. She was the... The voice of her generation, as she ironically <laughs> said on Girls, and then oh, dude, get <laughs> on her Wikipedia page. She has it's. They have broken. You know that sometimes they'll break it in their career or their biography into chunks. Like it'll yeah. be like this one says 2000s. She's in college. 2010, 2011, breakthrough, tiny furniture. Then it's 2012 to 2017, mainstream success with Girls and first book. Then 2018 to present is a whole other thing, which <laughs> is like second book, camping, stress. other work, yeah. And because it was, it was the book I think that people, um, when they started turning on her, she I remember she got paid some obscene amount of money to write her book. In it, she said some weird shit about when she was a kid and her sister. I, I don't, I don't remember all of it. We don't need to go that deep in, but hey, it does, um. It does coincide. I'm trying to see when that book came out. But the, the season of Girls, the sixth and final season, uh, this probably has more to do with it, Eric. The final season of Girls concluded on April 16th, 2017. This episode comes out a week later. I bet she was just finishing Girls and was like, I can't take a day or two to go do Adventure Time. Like, I need yeah, to fin- finish the finale of like my magnum opus.
1: I do remember this was now, you know, almost four years ago. Um, <clears throat> I remember specifically listening to her episode of, uh, WTF with Marin. Yeah. Um, around that time, early 2017. Uh huh. And she was talking about how intense season six of girls was like how they kind of, you know, were approaching the end of the story and they were like, well, this is the last season. So let's like go in a lot of crazy artistic directions. Um, and it was that like she was, I guess, directing more. I don't know what what her deal was, but yeah, she. I do remember her talking about it being like a huge challenge, a lot, wow. big workload, and that kind of thing. Look at so this. Yeah, I, and then, probably that's it.
0: And look at this too. She famously dated Jack Antonoff, and they broke up in December of two thousand seventeen. Goddamn! What a hard year that <laughs> must have been for Lena Dunham. Right. I kind
1: of I remember, you know, her character on that show being unlikable. Yeah. And and, and it, I think it was kind of seen as a decision like, oh, wow, that's like pretty uh, pretty brave to cast yourself in such an unlikable role. And then she sort of started becoming her character off screen also. And then people started not liking her as a yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of internalized misogyny too that went into hating her because one of the things that made the show interesting, right, is like she was sex- like sex positive and like like she's not real thin traditionally you know super hot tv girl and yet she's naked on screen fucking and driver and donald glover or whatever and like it's like a whole thing and which is cool right like that got that's what was different and unique about the time but I, there are definitely people out there who were like what gives her the right to be naked on tv like you know what i mean like there was definitely oh, some uh i heard dudes calling her very misogynistic things during that time, oh
1: yeah, for sure yeah yeah
0: and and i and I think a lot of that was building and jealousy. I don't know i
1: you know i I, I kind of like the show. <clears throat> I did watch the whole thing I've, like sort of recently, I guess um, so when I had decided to move to New York for sure, yeah. there were like maybe eight or nine months in between like that decision and actually moving, yeah. And I watched every New York television show I could. Wow. Okay. So
0: what did you watch? Girls is on there.
1: <clears throat> I watched Girls. I watched Crashing. Ah, oh, I love that. Uh, love that, Pete Holmes. Um, I watched Sex in the City. <laughs> You're getting well rounded. Uh, yeah, I watched uh Broad City, which may be my favorite New York TV show.
0: <laughs> that felt real. That that one was great.
1: great. Yeah. Uh I watched um, Aziz Ansari's show, Master of None, yeah. which, after his whole thing, mm-hmm. n- lands a little bit differently.
0: Yeah, it um,
1: does. It's a, I it haven't.
0: Kinda... I, I luckily watched all that previously, and he hung out in a lot of haunts that I that I frequented. Um, I uh, would have to rewatch it now. I mean, oh, let's not get into that. Let's not open that can of words. What <laughs> else did you watch?
1: Uh I just listed a lot of New York shows. You did.
0: What a- <laughs> um, you know what other other one I watched? I just actually over Thanksgiving I watched a couple episodes which I realized influenced my view of New York City, uh, was Bored to Death. Did you ever watch this show? No. I watched it in college. It stars Jason Schwartzman, Ted Danson, and Zach Galifianakis.
1: Uh oh wow, what a lineup.
0: What a lineup. The first time I realized how funny Ted Danson was, um, Kind of flew under the radar, but the the the, the thing of the show is, is that Jason Schwartzman, he's like 30, he's trying to write his second book, his girlfriend breaks up with him. He loves all these old, like, private detective novels and whatever. So he decides, like, I'll just go on Craigslist and say I'm a private detective and, like, see what happens. And he goes out and he has these, like, fun, weird New York adventures. And his best friend is Zach Galifianakis, who's, like, a struggling comic book artist. And uh, Ted Danson is this, like, You know, multi-divorced magazine editor that's like forty years older than him, and it's great. But it takes place a lot in like Brooklyn, probably Park Slope and stuff. And I think that like subconscious—I didn't realize that influenced my like uh, view of New York. But like, yeah, that I guess probably Thirty Rock and How I Met Your Mother is a lot. I mean, New York's fucking everywhere.
1: Oh yeah, How I Met Your Mother was was on my list of New York shows that I'd watched. Hey, we talked at length about that one. Already. If you
0: got favorite New York shows, email us at didyouseethemail at gmail I would love to hear what your favorite New York show is. How I'll tell you what. Oh, here's another one for me. Um, have you watched High Maintenance? No, watch it. That will make that it like really hits a specific beautiful part of New York. It's all centered it around a, a weed dealer who goes like house to house dealing weed, and each episode. Is about a different person who's and they end up intertwining with the guy, the weed dealer, at some point. But it's just huh. different vignettes of different people in New York City, all different socioeconomic, cultural, racial backgrounds, different neighborhoods. It's uh it's great. It's sort of like uh in you know, in Master and None where they do that one episode where they follow the different people. Oh yeah. It's sort of like the whole. It's sort of like imagine if that was just the whole show, and we're getting quick fifteen-minute snapshots of people's life in New York, and it's great. It that felt that in Broad City, like were the shows are probably like felt like my time living in New York, which will re- hope, <laughs> which should uh, return to to its uh, scheduled programming in two thousand and twenty-two who the fuck knows but
1: uh, oh yeah man i <clears throat> i'm so annoyed that <laughs> i moved halfway across the country to sit in a basement <laughs> uh, no, dude, moved I'm to sorry. the greatest city in the world to sit in a basement yeah oh, <clears throat> you know uh joe biden's talking about canceling student debt yeah i'm wondering what that means um but cuny schools are cheap as shit anyway uh-huh. i might try and just like I don't know. Take a class in something, like at a CUNY school. Oh
0: wow! Yeah. Well, well so so you're talking. Okay. We don't know the specifics of this forgiving, but if he were to announce, "I'm going to be forgiving all college shit on X date," could could we just sneak in college courses and before that deadline and get them in for free?
1: I is that what you're know.
0: is that what you're proposing right now?
1: I'm saying like if they're going to cancel student debt, there has to be some sort of broader educational reform plan. Right, 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 Like, I know New York State is generally ahead of the curve on that, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the situation is uh, within the last, like, few years, they've made it if you live and work in New York State for at least five years after graduating from a, a state school, Mm-hmm. Then your education
0: is free. Oh, okay. I don't know
1: all the requirements that are, you know, part of that plan, um, but what 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 would you take? What are you thinking about? I don't know anything. <laughs> um, you you did you get your master's? No, I did not finish my master's degree. Could you, I? I did all the coursework. I didn't do my thesis.
0: <laughs> Could you just sign up and do your thesis? And then get your uh, master's? Prob- probably not. Okay.
1: I don't think uh like community colleges typically give master's degrees out anyway.
0: Are you interested in getting your masters or are you just should Not sail? in the
1: field that I started it in. Okay. <laughs> not in historical musicology, which uh and I know y- you checked out that video, uh, that Adam Neely video uh-huh. about how racist music theory actually yes. is. Yes. Uh it was started by one of the music theory faculty at the University of North Texas oh that whole controversy about you know eurocentric yeah white uh you know Germanic tradition of, of music like he like he was the the guy that started the whole like current controversy about it uh so no <laughs> I'm not currently interested in finishing a historical eurocentric musicological. Study, <laughs> yeah, from, man. Uh, yeah. The University of North Texas, <laughs> ah,
0: dude. It, you know, you and I—we're—we're—we're are we're, we're 2 curious guys. I've had a conversation with, um, a th- you know, a few people. I've talked about. I I like my I like working at Atlantic Records. Like, I've got a great job, but it. I definitely, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I wish I'd, I didn't have it so I could do more time. And I've, there's definitely been people in my life who have asked me like, What would you do if you didn't have a job? Like, we're just gonna watch TV. And I'd be like, No, no. I would like, I would go, yeah, I would go take some college classes. I would, I, I want to like learn about, something. I want to write a movie. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, I'm going to make albums. I'm going to learn how to score movies. I, I'm going to go live my, my dreams. Um, I would love to take, if I had time and it was free, take more college classes. I That would be awesome. I like, I didn't really get to take many art, humanities, uh, English, film, any of those music sort of courses at Delaware. Yeah, you know,
1: I would, like, I didn't take a lot of English stuff uh, in in college. Like, I didn't take anything creative or or narrative-based. I didn't take any, like, literature studies or anything like that, and I would love to do that kind of thing now. I think about, like, how in high school, right, like, you read all these books in English classes, and, like, we read a lot of good books, and I just didn't care because I was a 16-year-old asshole who was more interested in playing guitar. (laughs)
0: yeah i mean it'd be cool to revisit that stuff i mean another person in my life has heard me say rants of this nature and been like well why don't you just like join a book club (laughs) and i was like oh yeah i guess i could do that
1: (laughs) i mean i you know i would i would like to learn more of the mechanics of of constructing narratives and stories Um, and stuff yeah I, I, i i know that i don't have time to like write huge essays on comparative literature right now and i probably never will yeah but i would love to like learn structural elements of like how they put together films and that kind of thing just so i would be able to do my own analyses more you know in a more educated manner
0: yeah well dude maybe when we're like in our like late 60s and we've hit that sweet sweet 65 year old retirement that was all promised to us and i'm certain <laughs> we are going to be receiving uh well then we'll just like go take some college classes with her time and we'll, we'll, we'll keep, it'll be, that'll be the new episodes of adventure guys. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, until then we got to watch more adventure time. What, uh, what's the next episode that we're going to watch?
1: Ooh, let's find out. What are we going to watch? didn't have my thing pulled up yet, so <laughs> hold on. All right, all right. See, episode 76, which is so season two, right? No. Season three.
0: Okay. Oh, right, it's like season five that gets super long. Okay, season three. <laughs>
1: oh, let's What is it? Ghost Ghost Princess?
0: Mm, you don't want to do it? You're gonna veto?
1: We could save that for next Halloween.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow.
1: Thinking a year in ahead.
0: Dude, you got foresight. I mean, hey, if we're going to be doing this for another 35 years or whatever the fuck we I just said we got to we got to think ahead.
1: Yeah. All right. I mean, we did we did do a spooky episode fairly recently, so we don't need to do another spooky episode. No.
0: No. Spin it again. Spin it again.
1: What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch Let's go. it's the episode? Generator. Episode twenty-eight. Whoa. Which is season two, episode two, the eyes.
0: Wow. Wait going way back on this one. That's fine. I mean, didn't we start with season two, episode one, right? Yeah, this is a sequel
1: of of sorts. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> no, I don't think it is either. <laughs> I don't really remember what the eyes is. Um, um, is that? Yeah. Oh, I um.
0: <laughs> Sean talked to me about this one and and uh, said that it was funny. There's a bunch of big eyes and Finn and Jake are like, "What the fuck are those eyes?" I'm excited. Let's watch it.
1: A bunch of eyes, and Finn and Jake say, "What the fuck are those eyes?" <laughs> the- thats the synopsis for the episode we'll watch next week, <laughs> season two, episode two, the eyes. All right, yeah. Uh, hey everyone, thanks for listening. Oh, it's the one with the. F- okay, I fucking hate this episode. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah, good. We'll do a good episode next week. Okay,
0: good. <laughs> hey, uh, like and subscribe. Tell one friend. See you on Instagram. Bye.
1: Peace out, y'all. <laughs> For all dark magic purposes, I want to need a 666 credit score. <laughs> <laughs>